listening to the AltaCast. It is noon. It is high noon on a Tuesday. And it's time to talk about the crazy stuff that happened this week. Uh, news with a socialist bent here on the AltaCast. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. Hi, Pam. Hi. It's good to be black. It's so good to be black. Not really. Not sadate. Right? <laughs> it's... Uh, Wow, it's been a week, right? I looked up on the internet, Trump is an idiot, and there are so many things. There are so many things. I, 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 I'm going to tell everybody, and I, we've both been telling people, I told you so. I told you so. Um, I told you so. You know. I told you so. People are so, so surprised. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm just glad he came forward with his racism. He just needs to put his but foot it's, on. But it's all of our faults. It's all of our yeah, faults. Yeah. It's their faults, too. Oh, my gosh. It's I their fault, too. It. Oh, yeah. what the yeah. fuck are you surprised about, America? America. America. Yeah, terrible stuff this week. The last week when you were not here... We uh, had the opportunity to talk about uh, the opiate crisis and how he sort of weighed in, but not really. Oh, yeah. It's not a national emergency, even though uh, the number of people who died in 2016 could have filled up the entire giant stadium. That's 68,000 people died from accidental opiate overdoses. But it's not it's not a national crisis yet, because then we'd actually have to put funding toward it. Oh, my God. If we use the right terminology, then we'd actually have to put money. And he made that statement last week about New Hampshire, like he won New Hampshire because everyone was uh, on it was some kind of I'm paraphrasing but basically he said he uh, won New Hampshire basically because everyone was high out of their minds sure yeah um, but he did not win New Hampshire but that was last week <laughs> fake news fake news fake news making this up our week, own fake news oh, this so week fun. we're gonna see white people's true colors I see your true Uh-oh. colors And we're going to see Shining who's through. with us and who isn't. Ah, There's no way to dance on this one. It's. Uh, I mean, unless you're tap dancing. <laughs> I mean, there's no way dancing around this one. Oh, but you know, he, you know, he condemned them. No, actually, yesterday, he made his point clear. It's uh, it was a, it was a white, white lives matter rally. Was that what was happening? Um, yeah, well, but no. Kind so of? it started, it started on Friday night at the University of Virginia, um, where you had all these uh, white nationalists, by the way, who were coming or were walking to the university with tiki torches. Right, right, by right. The way, a- tiki torches. Right, appropriation of. Uh, you're white, you're white nationalist, right? So you want to be pure. So why do you have a fucking tiki? That's torch? all they have at Costco, honey. That's Bru- the only well, kind of rioting gear they have. At, I mean, have white at men. They didn't want to use like old timey, you know, like gasoline on a stick. But you want, but you want to make America great well, again. I'm surprised they weren't actually just burning crosses. Wouldn't that have just yeah. been so much easier just you know, to hold a big burning cross? Exactly. Probably. Are they too sensitive for that? Can you get those at Costco? I think you can. No, you, burning. <laughs> In North Carolina, you can definitely get it at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you going to walk around with tiki torch? Yeah. Tiki Polynesian. Yeah. Okay. That's this is not like they could have taken like sternos or whatever and and which are probably walk- made in China. Yeah. Sure. That's now the irony inside of just shopping for your white supremacist rally. You know, like. <laughs> Where is there a better deal at Sheets uh, at Kmart because it starts with a K, or is it better to go to like Walmart because 
you know, I don't know. Who are we supporting well, with our I mean, white sheets? Think, I, I guess you would have to make them yourself since we get everything, you know, made outside or out resourced. Isn't that great that at least the KKK is bringing back um, just women sewing things? <laughs> oh, yeah, because they don't want women on the front lines. So, yeah, Friday, so getting Friday, back Friday. Friday was Tiki Torch. Um, and it's all because supposedly because of the Robert E. Lee statue um, that is supposed to right. be. Right, that they pulled down, didn't they pull it down? They did not pull it down. But I think after the actions this weekend, they are going to take it down. This just in. The Tiki Company denounced them. Yes, that's right. And said, no. We are not We're not cool with the the Polynesian, the the Hawaiian part of the United States is not okay (laughs) with with this old-timey racism that's coming back. They did a better uh, denouncing the white nationalists than our own president. I mean, who's who's our president? We don't have one, do we? I'm... it's, it's the, all this is freaking me out. Uh, John Oliver had funny stuff. Jonathan made me look at because he talked him, about him being an idiot. It's it's uh, it's real. Trump in the true meaning of idiot. That was something that came out in the New York Times even before uh, any of this crazy no- stuff. Uh, we have how to manage your idiot president. Uh, fucking idiot. Trump managed to screw up disavowing uh, Nazis. How do you screw that one up? I don't. I. I don't yeah, know. Good stuff. I. You know. So Friday night. Friday night. There was like a little bit of a clash between um, the uh, counter protesters and the um, the white nationalists. So let's go. Uh, so that happened Friday because right. it was the they had this big festival called Unite the or uh, Unite the Right. <laughs> like it was some kind of like right. Lollapalooza festival. Sure, or something. of course it is. Yeah. So then Saturday night is when all the shit happened, or right. Saturday afternoon. So you have you know the white nationalists with weapons, uh, and by the way, Virginia is a right to uh, right to carry state. Wow. And, you know you have guys, people with guns and what have you, right. and so you know you have the anti-fascists who are part of the counter protesters and look at these bros with their tiki torches yeah if you guys have not checked out the pictures which i'm sure you have wow it's it's this is what the america that we live in so many bros and then today is the funeral of heather Heyer, who oh the crew got hit by the car woman who was an ally for us um, who died. And still, um, Trumpito has not called the family, is not going to Charlottesville, has nothing, (sighs) has not done anything, not a damn thing. You know, it's, I just, I just want to see what happens if, are these Republicans in office, what are they going to do? Because you guys are the ones that have the power. So if you decide to stick with this man, you just confirmed yourself as the white nationalist Republican Party, which you've always had. Right. White lives matter. Really, guys? Really? Really? And I, you know, it's 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 just history repeating itself. But mm. this is the moment for us. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is going to be a protest next Saturday. Um, the all the alt right is supposed to be protesting at Chrissy Field oh. uh, from two to five. Ooh. I plan on going there and um, 
Make some signs. Make some noise. Make some signs. Make some signs. Because the, now they're trying in to In San the, Francisco, they're going to bring yeah. white supremacy to San Francisco. Yeah, there's to one our going, sanctuary there's one, city. Yeah, there's one happening in Berkeley. There was one in Seattle this past weekend. Yeah, they're you, you know they're trying to come up. White people, what are you doing? What are you? What is going you know on? What I told you about this race war. I, I told you this shit was going to. I was hoping it was going to be a class war, and then we'd all get to be on the same side. But no. man, I this is this is just. This, is, uh, this is real, and it's very, very scary. And you know what else is amazing? Whoa! What about the 21st when the full eclipse hits the United <laughs> States and goes all the way through? Eat your heart out, Stephen King. Weird <laughs> shit, Dolores Claiborne stuff happening in the nighttime. All kinds of stories intersecting. You got Gerald's game in there. You got Dolores Claiborne. You got... Uh, all that Rose Matter stuff, all the stories converging. We got white supremacists. We got a full blackout with the sun. It, it's going to be crazy. Is the world falling apart? I think so. Hell in a handbasket, baby. It is coming. <laughs> I, I this is really scary. It's, it's you know, to me, it's, I, I'm not afraid. I'm just more angry. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to fight. I, there's not enough time for me to be sad anymore. I was already sad after the election. I can't yeah. be sad anymore. I have to fight. Yeah, I know, I but just, I don't I have time to fight evil. I only have time to do good, and I can't. This I, is awful stuff. Just reading this is just awful stuff. Like, this go the fuck back to Africa bullshit. We're still doing this? Are we still doing this? We're still blaming the people that we brought over here and made made them build create, America. build our great nation. Build America. Build the White House. The black people built the White House, and we're still... And and these these crackers really want to take I I just oh they just, really want to take credit for something that they did not do. Number one, you can't take back something you never had. Okay, <laughs> right. let's 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 face that. Native Americans, okay? friends. The indigenous people were here first. All right, right? you killed them off. You poisoned them. You sickened them. Okay. Right. You stole their land. Right. Because they didn't believe in the ownership of land, so it was really right. easy to steal it. So from it's them. just like yeah. I'm white. It's right. It's mine. Right. So you took that. Right. Then you brought uh, Africans over to build because you lazy asses yeah. were too fucking lazy <laughs> right. to build your own shit. Well, it's because when you're dealing with a cotton-based economy, at the time before the cotton gin was made, it was a really, really labor-intensive crop. And uh, get your white ass up and build it. <laughs> they built it, but it's like just it, it wasn't like a viable resource if you actually had to pay labor to pick. The co- cotton, like, right? But then they figured out machinery and stuff like that. So even though hemp would have been better, but the hemp breaker didn't even exist until like 1920s. So using hemp fiber was even more difficult. So, I mean, the agricultural side of it is. Well, we also not only did we have to pick cotton, but we had to build. Right. We built towns. We built the White House, like you said. We had to nurse. Uh, masses children well free labor is the best uh that's that's the problem is that economically when we're we're dealing with these situations people go oh you know it it really is economics and i wish we weren't putting it on race war i wish we could all just sit down and talk about the economics of it these people are too stupid to realize that this is all about class it's all about right those people those people that you praise like uh president cheeto like the kardashians the people that we make into like this we we created our one percent, everybody, and by well, well, lauding them and giving them money, we're still doing it. Well, the people, like you know, these people are so fooled and bamboozled, thinking that their their leader, uh, 
is going to do something for them. Right. They get an extra cheeseburger a week from McDonald's. <laughs> this is actually what I think he's going to do for the American people. You know, you... A cheeseburger in every pocket. Nicole is not coming back. <laughs> Whatever job that you... Factory job that you thought you were getting that he promised mm. you ain't coming back. Mm-mm. Oh, whatever opioid or whatever drug you're on, your funding's going to get uh, cut Oh, off yeah, 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 yeah. rehab you need to go to. Right. Um, so, Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're lost with the rest of us. But instead of looking at the big picture, you rather look at skin color right. and, 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 and um, that's, gender that's, right, and right. set, you know. I know, and then the poor gays. Christ, do we really have to worry about... See, that's the thing, is that like, now we're like, oh, they're the gays, should we worry about the gays? Yes, Because we gotta worry faggots. about the black people. Oh, I, it's, it's, the thing is that why do we care about what people do with their genitals? Like, they can bang them together in a room, they can play with their, oh, I don't give a shit what people do with their girly and boy parts. Or if they start with girly parts and make boy parts, or they start with boy parts, or if they were after, I don't give a fuck! Have a good time! Why are we all so worried about everybody's bedroom? The problem is these white nationalists who are, you know, who are mostly men leaders, though they they want the women to sit on the... Basically, they do want the women, but not on the front lines. So this is where the misogyny comes in with the white nationalists. You know, they want you to be there, but not be this. Don't be hurt. But just keep having white babies. That's why that's the Comstock laws that's... in 1870 came about. Abortion was legal and normal and in magazines and advertised until all them dark people and <laughs> dirty immigrants started coming in in the 1870s. And suddenly it's like, we need the white women to have babies. Because it, it really is this... For, why you're, is there you're, this You're being fear? used as, as fertility. Chattel. That's, We're cows. It. We're cows that make white babies. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, speaking of... Uh, uh, you know, uh, abortion. 1920s no. okay. abortion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found out recently that uh, uh, Cheeto's father was arrested at a Klan rally in 1927 Whoa. against the Italians. Of course, because he didn't want to rent to those dirty immigrants. Yeah. I'm saying it from his perspective, not mine. Yeah. But it's uh, historically, that's really bu- Well, I always thought that maybe, because, you know, the Rockefellers were super, super nazi funders Mm -hmm. like um the whole eugenics program the eugenics program which then got turned into the nazi program of totally messing with people that are like are uh have special needs or twins they did all these crazy things with twins uh but the money that what that uh scary mengla used was originally funded by the rockefellers eugenics program that started in california in california we were the ones that like started the eugenics program uh in like 1911 or something and then it became this sort of and it came from a place of trying to make your people better through selective breeding sort of uh anyways i found that very interesting i was the other night i couldn't sleep and so i'm like i'm gonna do research on the nazis it's 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 kind of fun (laughs) so that's sweet gail we're not answering the phone sorry sweet gail you don't listen to us anyways but i mean (laughs) think about that it's you know the fact the matter is like we defeated something over 70 years ago yeah which was so un-American. Mm-hmm. But the Americans are going to But here's again a little bit of irony to the fact, like for those you know, you know, who want to be call themselves Nazis and shit. Oh, and white nationalists. All of this is it just it, it just comes together. So you're you want to call yourself a patriot, right? <laughs> so as and a fuck pa- the patriots, by the way. New England sucks. <laughs> Tom Brady's a dick. <laughs> 
You want to be a patriot? Fuck the patriots. I'm sorry. Uh, I know you were talking about uh, it like an American. By the way, NFL is another. Yeah. Oh God, that's woof. We'll get into that. Keeping the black man down. Oh yeah, there was a slave auction at the NFL. Oh wait, Kaepernick and LaShawn or Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. But there was another Ooh, story that I read today that we will get into. Mm. Um, I guess today is going to be Racist Wednesday. Racist Wednesday. Because Ooh, it's everywhere right now. On. It's just so fun. There's so racism. Ooh. The irony of everything is these people call themselves patriots. They're real Americans. We want to take our country back. But how are you American when the Nazis were something of some of the worst un-American? We defeated them because they're trying to take democracy away. Sure. You know, there was... Those were the people that were, you know, murdering people that wanted that wanted to destroy America, that wanted to kill us. So then we flash forward, or we actually flash back to the Civil War. We're talking about Robert E. Lee now, oh, who uh-huh. was a treasonist. Right. Uh huh. So how American are you if you are so for the Confederacy? But the Confederacy was he, defeated he, because we, yeah, I mean, of treason, right? Yeah. So what? What is your? I'm just trying to figure out how how America. What what is their definition of America when everything that they're doing is very un-American? Right. Yeah. I, I would see more if they were like, we need to take it back to the American Revolution, you know, or the <laughs> or the Boston Tea Party, Ugh, you know. But everything that they stand reappropriation of culture, totally. You know, they dressed up, of course, like Indians. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're like, don't blame it on us. It was those red people. It was the red people. It wasn't us with bad makeup. They hate. They hate tea <laughs> and taxes. It, it's just so funny. Like you know, the things that they stand for are, of course, un-American, duh. But your 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 reason for being this way and yeah. you know, taking America back. You want to be a Nazi. <laughs> Right. I mean, at least, here's the thing. At least the KKK was homegrown. Ha, 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 At least we had sure. our own thing. Sure, I mean, yeah. they had their own thing, not Oof. me. Yeah. But but I just don't understand. We got we got to, we still, I, you know, I thought we were woke. We got to, like, nah, we, we got to, like, hate people. Slept. We still have to, we always we have slept. to hate somebody. And no. I guess we don't, like, Islamophobia, they're like, oops, that didn't work. Let's just keep hating the black people. Like no, it's, it's everybody now. You have everybody. everybody. It's, it, it's not even just... It's it's not even just it's everybody does, i just it's am i just so california that i'm like everyone just love everybody everything will it's, be but fine it's, it's the thing is that's not it's not reality back to the eugenics in the 19 uh 1911 tons like over 4000 there was such a big number they were sterilized women that were like loose loose women they chose them they're like yeah they're they have terrible morals in the eugenics program, we should just kind of fix them. And so it was a California thing. They were sterilizing people in, in, like, in insane asylums or whatever. But women at that time were being, you know, jailed for hysteria because, oh, my God, they were smarter. They had opinions. They must be insane. And then, oh, they like to have sex or they may be lesbians. And then they, you know, they forced, forcibly sterilized them. Uh, in the teens and twenties, I, I can you can you imagine forced sterilization? I mean, I guess it's well. I mean, we, we did a story a couple weeks ago about um, one of the jails. I believe it was in Tennessee or Kentucky where they were trying to lower prison sentences for men and women if you know they could sterilize women or men if they're a drug if they're a drug offenders. Why would they want to sterilize a drug offender? Is it back to eugenics? Like, because you're p- passing on bad genes that make other they, drug addicts or something? So they wouldn't or? have children 
with drug parents, drug oh addicted parents. So yeah, that's but I mean. That's going back to what you're kind of saying. Why white nationalists are drawn to Charlottesville, North Carolina? Like, That's, deep in the heart, not of Texas, of uh, in the land a, of Dixie. There's supposed to be um, some rallies, some more white nationalist rallies popping up uh, this weekend. I mean, the thing is, this is not going to be, this is not just one isolated incident. This is, there's going to be more. I'm, I'm so scared. I mean, what if we look up, like... Like, uh, there are rallies. They're going to be happening everywhere. Yeah. So people are basically choosing a side. Yeah. And, uh, but, the, you know, the thing is, like I said, I want to see what the Republicans are going to do. Instead of just sending a tweet saying, oh, Mr. President, this is so wrong. That's evil, blah, blah, blah. I want you to protest the pr- president. Right. That's here it is, actually. Uh, CNN from yesterday. Anti-Trump, anti-racism rallies across the U.S. draw thousands. All right. Uh, so that's that's exciting. Shouting shame, shame, shame. Oh, this is exciting. So, and uh, our Drug Policy Alliance friend, Mich- um I just, I, I just, I blanked out on Jonathan's sister's name because I'm an insane person. Uh, Melissa Moore, she's the one who figured out how to put the balloons together. Uh, <laughs> shouting shame, shame, shame! Anti-Trump protesters awaited the president's arrival in New York City as he returned Monday night for the first time since taking office. Shortly after 9 p.m., the president's motorcade pulled up to Trump Tower, approaching from a direction that bypassed demonstrators. Hours before, protesters and a small group of supporters behind police barricades lined up across the street from Trump Tower and along by nearby blocks on Manhattan's Fifth Avenue as supporters carrying American flags shouted, God bless President Trump. Anti-Trump protesters chanted, no KKK, no fascist USA, no Trump. Three people were arrested in the protests, blah, 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 blah. Uh bipartisan pressure blah 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 I wish we could see the, the thing that the, the, the balloons that were um, that Melissa Moore helped uh, helped make but yeah scary uh, good good stuff people uh, fight fight the idiot here I mean uh, to me it's 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 my my people worked too hard my grandparents worked too hard you know I'm just I'm angry and disappointed because just hearing the struggles, what some of my relatives had to go through, some of the shit that they had to see. Kim. And it's getting real again, it's, though. It's, like, it's, it's getting to be like people are dying again. Yeah. And it's still. I mean, the thing is, like, it's, I knew I, it's never went away, it, it's always been there. You know, and the people that, you know, who say they're colorblind and, you know, there's no such thing as racism. Well, folks, here it is. Here's here's the uh, protests against hate speech from Colorado Springs to Daytona Beach. Protesters will join rank with thousands of others who've already participated in marches against racism. Uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, August 20th. Daytona Beach, and it's called Solidarity with Charlottesville, not in our town. Daytona Beach, Florida, August 18th. United Against Hate, Say No to Racism, Manchester, Iowa, August 17th, candlelight rally to support or protest violence and racism, Boston, Massachusetts, August 19th, Stand for Solidarity, Burton, Michigan, August 18th, Rise Against Racism, rally in solidarity with Charlottesville, New York, August 18th, anti-racism protest, 
Millersburg, Ohio, August 27th, anti-racism and anti-Nazi rally. Ashbury Park, New Jersey, August 20th, and Boston, Massachusetts, August 19th. And then these are those are just protesting against racism. These are against Trump. Specifically, Washington, D.C., September 16th, Jersey City, New Jersey, August 19th, Buffalo, New York, September 5th, Olympia, Washington, August 28th, yay! That's the uh, Feet to the Fire rally against Remove Trump Now rally, and Washington, D.C., September 16th. So those are, oh wow, there's even oh, rallies to support Trump. Ugh, there's one in Topeka, Kansas, and one in Tennessee. Sad. Uh, yeah. March for Women's Rights, um, that's happening on Equality Day, uh, August 26th. Didn't know that existed. Equality Day. So uh, there you go, guys. Go to a rally near you. Well, here's a question. Does it make a difference? Do we? Does rallying matter? Does it? Yes. It, it still matters. Yes. What happened in Charlottesville? What right. Was that? Okay. Wait. You know, I mean, the thing is. But does someone have to die to make it matter? Have you heard of the civil rights movement? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Reconstruction, sure. Uh, the Civil War, American Revolution. So we only take things seriously when it's like people's lives are at stake. But the thing is, people's lives are at stake right now because they're living their lives in a system of oppression. So that, and that's a reality that happens every day. Right. And you know, institutionalized racism. It exists in the United States still. It's- it, it, it's been existing and the fact of the matter is now you have supposedly our leader mm, uh, excuse me grand wizard <laughs> grand I'm going to start calling him grand wizard now yeah you know who Fair enough. basically stated and kept it real and said listen I'm basically there there are people on there are bad people on uh, both sides but it seems like the supposedly, and he coined this, he, it's not a real thing, the alt-left. Alt-left. Which, which doesn't exist, by the way. So he's coining, he's trying to, that's another dog whistle that he's trying to coin and make up. You know, saying that the counter-protesters were more at fault. By the way, counter-protest, oh, God. Who was the, the woman that died? Who, yeah. was, who was the one driving the car into those protesters? There weren't good people on each side. Yeah, that was a bad person. There's good. I didn't know that Nazis could be fucking good people. Well, why? I mean, why can't he? It's it's like a hemming and hawing thing that then turns into a press conference about this is a tremendous problem and I have a tremendous answer and everything will be tremendous. It's like, are you? He didn't legitimately acknowledge the issue. No, he doesn't want to. And that's scary. It's the same thing that happened last week with the opiate crisis. It's the same thing. That happens, which, And as we know, the, the failed war on drugs was another um, systematic racism, oppression thing. Right. Incarceration of people of color by larger rates because of the war on drugs, which we know has failed, that they're still trying to bring back. And they still won't admit that it's a problem that goes across all boundaries. All about, yeah. A race, and culture, class. All of it. That is the scary thing what's going on right now. Because now we know, you know, the Grand Wizard in Chief is, 
his we know what his policies are really gonna be about now. Right. It ain't gonna be for equality. It ain't gonna be about any kind well, of drug equality. He's the rich he's he didn't even show us his taxes. Like equality. That was the funny thing. I find it so funny and, and I'm crying in the food stamps office as I'm like I am trying to start a business that helps people in free speech, and now I have less f- money for food. <laughs> and it's like I'm going when to you starve try, to death. when you try to like join the ranks of the people that own businesses and are being job creators and the whatnot, that they kind of rip your food stamps away. Thank God I got them back. Thank you, <laughs> government stipend, appreciating art and free speech. I really appreciate you, San Francisco, uh, for letting me eat. It's good. The, um now there's like a bunch of CEOs or what have you who are dropping pulled out. Yeah. yeah pulled out. By the way, hell yeah, that's great stuff. That, the Monday when he came out, uh, or excuse me, uh, Monday he went after the only black CEO right. that dropped out. Now right there tells you something. He personally attacked. I be- I forgot the gentleman's name. But CEOs that dumped. Trump CEOs that dump Trump on Twitter. Uh, God, and the concept that he keeps tweeting like a twelve-year-old girl makes God. me mad, like crazy How can mad. Support? I, just, mm. So let's see who are the ones who quit. CEOs outraged. Ken, after I think the first. So here's the yeah. President Trump's initial failure to condemn white supremacy on Saturday was too much for Kenneth Frazier. Mm-hmm. Early Monday morning, the head of the giant pharma, Merck, and one of the. America's most prominent black CEOs abrupt, abruptly quit Trump's manufacturing council. So there we go. And Brian Krasnich said that he too was resigning to call attention to the serious harm our divided political climate is causing to critical issues. Under Armour's Kevin Plank had earlier tweeted his strong rejection to racism. That's because Under Armour, that's like the one thing that uh, my my spirit curry. Under Armour engages in innovative politics, Plank said. So, uh, yeah, say no to hate, uh, bigotry, and racism, says General Electric. Uh, There we go. So, But um, Ken, uh, the gentleman from the pharmaceutical company, Trump personally, Merck, thank you, personally attacked him on Twitter. Personally, because he's a twelve-year-old girl, and that's where twelve-year-old girls do all their damages on tweeting. That's where the cyberbullying <laughs> happens. I find this very funny that his wife was supposed to pick up cyberbullying, but now she's kind of like, well, maybe the opiate crisis is kind of my pet project. But, but I have to give her props because mm. Saturday, she was the first that came out before her husband and said this is bad. Yeah, good, good girl. I mean, and you haven't heard, but you haven't heard anything since. No. I think. I bet she's going to leave his ass. I want her to be the best feminist in the world. She should just stand up and say, I'm taking a non-cyberbullying approach to being the first lady, and the first thing I'm going to do is divorce my husband because I'm a real feminist. I am leave him. Third wife, eyes down, no more. No more trophy wife, you know? That would be amazing if she was like, I've been a trophy wife, and I won't stand for it any longer because I'm a real person, and I have thoughts and feelings, and not just an incredibly hot rack. And who's going to design your shit now? If you're married to a bigot, <laughs> right? Like who, what what well, he's going to come what out with a new one? Homosexuals are going to want to hang out with you and dress you up, girl. Mm, huh? Good point. Uh, let us take a break. It is 12:30. You're listening to the AltaCast here on smoke Mutiny break. Radio. We are going to take a smoke break. Uh, we're going to listen to last week tonight with John Oliver because it's hilarious. It was funny. And uh, I, although this one I think is is the bleeped out, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I'm... Um. 
I need to be more savvy on the internet. Uh, but we're going to be right back here on AltaCast. Yay. We got four. <laughs> And sadly, we must begin with the events in Charlottesville, Virginia, where one person was killed and 19 injured after a car, car ploughed into protesters following a rally of white nationalists. It was truly a weekend of horrifying images. We saw Nazi flags uh, and marchers carrying torches, uh, tiki torches, by the way, because nothing says white nationalists quite like faux Polynesian kits. And look, a protester being killed in the wake of neo-Nazis marching in the streets of an American city is the kind of tragedy that calls for true leadership from whoever is in the Oval Office. Unfortunately, the current occupant is this guy, and even after a few hours to think about it, the best he could do was squeeze in this response before a bill signing. We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. On many sides. Wait, on many sides? This was a white nationalist rally. You have to call that out by name. There honestly aren't many instances in modern American politics where you can honestly think that guy really should have mentioned the Nazis. But this is emphatically one of them. It's like a reverse Godwin's law. If you fail to mention Nazism, you lose the argument. And, and having made a wild false equivalence between Nazis and people who oppose Nazis, Trump moved on to his favourite subject, himself. It's been going on for a long time in our country. Not Donald Trump, not Barack Obama. It's been going on for a long, long time. It seems Trump's first response to anything bad happening is always to immediately absolve himself of any personal responsibility. He's the kind of guy who starts eulogies at funerals saying, great guy, I didn't kill him, but he's a great guy and he's dead and I didn't do it. And you know who might take issue with his statement that the white nationalists had nothing to do with Donald Trump? The white nationalists themselves. Because here is David Duke during yesterday's rally. We are determined to take our country back. We're going to fulfill the promises of Donald Trump. That's what we believed in. That's why we voted for Donald Trump. Because he said he's going to take our country back. And that's what we got to do. I've got to say, David Duke and the Nazis really seem to like Donald Trump, which is weird because Nazis are a lot like cats. If they like you, it's probably because you're feeding them. Also, 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 cats are like Nazis, but that's a whole different subject. And, and that kind of connection there is something that anyone in their right mind would want to immediately and repeatedly disavow. And it's not like Trump wasn't given the opportunity. Watch what happened at the end of his speech. Thank you, everyone. Mr. President, how do you respond to white nationalists who say they're participating in Trump because they support you? They'd like me to sign the bill here instead of outside, so I think we'll do that. Okay? Thank you. You know, for a second there, as he came back to the podium, I almost thought, well, maybe he's about to say the right thing. But of course not. He had one last shot before the buzzer on the racism clock hit zero, and he threw an air ball so far away it landed in the Third Reich. And, and for the record, for the record, 
Even after he signed the bill, he got another chance. Mr. And there you go, everybody. Our president is an idiot. Uh, as proved, He's gonna kill us. As proven by uh, last night tonight on John Oliver. Isn't it uh, funny? Like is every the week man is alive. just so draining. Like last week, we were worried about North Korea. Oh, hi. and you hi. know him oh, North Korea. Oh, it's in North Korea. And this mm. week, it's like, oh my God, we have domestic ter- terrorism. But he won't call it that. No, no fucking terrorism. It is. It is. You're absolutely right. You That's know, what Jonathan said to me when he it's he uh, he terrorism. was like, "It's terrorism." It's always been terrorism. White nationalists are a terrorist group. Yeah. It's a fucking terrorist group, and they've been around since forever here in the United States. Yeah. So let's call it what it is. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I know. I sound like Roman Ryan, a rhymer. With the with the sighing, but sometimes he's got the right approach, which is just like, what else can we do? Uh, and I, I look at his fucking smug face. Oh, I hate it, and I hate you know this is the I mean we haven't talked enough about feminism yet, uh, but I hate him so much because he doesn't think women are people. He objectifies no. them. He owns them. He owned beauty pageants. He Grab doesn't think women. Ha- I mean, you just look at his wife. Women are things. Women are pretty things that I can walk around with that make me ha- have a. He it's can like just toss them out whenever well, he feels like it. We're call not them pe- fat pigs. And right. All that. Well, that's the thing too is that, and that makes me so angry when he talks about people's looks. He is fucking Gross. fat and old and ugly. Ain't got no and, mouth. And it's not nice that he gets to say Ariane Huffington is an undesirable female both inside and out. Or Heidi Klum used to be a 10, but now she's like a 5. Oh, yeah. I mean, how dare you? Like, the thing is... I, I don't know who would touch you to scratch you in the first place, mm. but the thing, like, yes, uh, everything. Th- this goes into everything that we're we're actually talking about, because these people want women as just to be seen, not heard, like a child. Mm. You know, just make some babies, be pretty, mm-hmm. and cook me some dinner, bitch. Mm. That's all. That's all. And I do. I do love cooking now. I love cooking too. But don't call me bitch. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And don't. I mean. Don't expect me to pop out some babies when you feel like it. Mm. You know, Mm. it's called choice, and that is. I guess that's you know that's the problem, you know, with men like this. Well, let's see what uh, Elise Hogue of Narl says. It's not just a Charlottesville issue. Uh, this is from Narl Pro-Choice America. Uh, if you have the need to donate money, uh, first I ask you to go to Mutiny Radio and hit that donate button. But then Please. our friends at Narl Pro-Choice America and Drug Policy Alliance also need your support because, uh, hey, our reproductive freedoms. <laughs> we have, we're, we're at war with those right now, too. They're about to be gone. So, mm, uh, but this is what Elise Hogue, uh, who's the president of Narl Pro-Choice America, says, like many of you, I was appalled by the events in Charlottesville over the weekend to think that Nazis could openly overtake an American city in 2017 and engage in destruction and violence that ended up killing one person and injuring so many others 
uh, well, for, unfortunately, as shocking as that may seem to some, it wasn't a surprise for so many in our country. But this didn't start in Charlottesville and will not end there unless all of us stand up in this historic moment to say no. No to the endemic racism, white supremacy, anti-Semitism, homophobia, and misogyny that drives these activities, which is why at Narl Pro-Choice America, we're sponsoring vigils all over the country for our members to stand up and be counted and demand a better future for our country. Charlottesville isn't a wake-up call, it's a call to action. Enter your zip code to this to find an event near you as we mobilize from coast to coast to shut down this hate. Our fight for reproductive freedom and justice is part of, not separate from, our fight to eradicate the hate surfacing in our country right now. The men behind this white supremacist movement and the women who empower it are driven by a might is right mentality that is all too familiar to those of us who have been on the front lines of fighting for justice and empowerment for all people. I, for one, cannot stay silent. My family and I attended a vigil outside of the White House last night. We hope you will join us in standing up to hate and standing for a better future for our country. We are uniting with hundreds of thousands to fight against oppression. Take this first step today and fight back at an event near you. Together, let's each do our part to fight for justice, freedom, and for all of us. In solidarity, Elise Hogue. Uh, P.S. We'd love to lift up your activism. If you intend to rally your vigil, tag Gnarl in your social media posts and we'll amplify it from our platform. Actually, we'd like to say thank you right now to thank Gnarl you. because our uh, AltaCast, before we started tagging Gnarl and uh, Drug Policy Alliance and doing news for them, we were hovering about 5,000 downloads a month. And now we're about 15,000 downloads what? a month for the AltaCast. And I think that that's due to Gnarl Pro-Choice America and to Drug Policy Alliance because, you know, we're doing... We're doing real news. We're doing news. the news. And thank you guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank for you the, guys. So yeah. this is the Stand in Solidarity. Enter uh, your thing and find find a blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, we Right here, we're 94110 at the station. And we have Vigil Against Intolerance, Earl Warren Supreme Court Building. Uh, that's right by my if 904194102. That's actually right by the city hall, right by my house. When Monday, August 21st, 12 in the afternoon. Oh my God, it's during the eclipse. <laughs> ah, we're going to stand at noon on Monday in an eclipse with solidarity with Charlottesville. Oh my God, and it's great because it can be a vigil because it's going to be during, we can have candles because there's not going to be any light because of the eclipse. eclipse. That's exciting. I think I'll be down there. I, I'm going to do that on Monday. March Against Hate at the Walgreens in San Rafael, Saturday, August 19th at 8 p.m. And we stand with Charlottesville, the corner of San Pablo Dam and Appian Way, El Sobrante, California. Uh, that's Thursday, August 17th at 4 p.m. MV counter protest the alt right in Mountain View Civic Center Plaza. That's in Mountain View, Saturday, August 19th at 1 p.m. And they have an opportunity where you can create your own event on their website. So thank you, Narl, for doing that. And uh, everybody go stand in solidarity. Oh, they had this thing last week, and I'll read it again. Boy, is it. Boy, was this a good one. Uh, I read it last week, but I'll read it again because it was so good. And I had to. I had to read to myself last week. It was. It was hard. Uh, but it was it was good. Okay, so this is uh, this is leading progressive parties uh, put together a statement of principles, and uh, as progressives, where wherever you stand, as long as you consider yourself progressive, this is what they've written that we're supposed to. And I I agree with this like a hundred percent. As progressives, 
We know we cannot have a real conversation about economic security that does not include the ability to decide if, when, and how to raise a family. That being able to plan a pregnancy has a powerful effect on educational attainment, career trajectory, and a chance to define our own destinies. As progressives, we stand united in understanding that policies that limit access to abortion and force medically unnecessary procedures are oppressive to women, especially low-income women and women of color. As progressives, we stand united in the behalf that a woman's autonomy over her own body is not a secondary issue or a social issue, but rather a human right and a necessity in order to attain and preserve economic security in her life. As progressives, we acknowledge that the current economic system is exceptionally punishing of mothers, single mothers, and mothers of color whose wages, job opportunities, and economic advancement suffer due to the motherhood penalty. As progressives, we stand united in our belief that 21st century economic populism must include an understanding of how race and gender affect our economic reality and our economic opportunity. As a progressive movement, we recognize that over the last decade, there has been a massive erosion of access to abortion and attacks on contraception, and we cannot back away from this fight with about abandoning people and undercutting core constituencies in our base. As we always have, progressives share our party with people who personally don't believe that abortion is an option for them. This includes self-identified pro-life legislators up until the moment they seek to impose those personal views on their constituents and the country. If they vote to restrict abortion access or contraception access, then they undercut the party platform and they undercut the welfare of women. We strive for and believe in personal evolution and growth. So, if they have voted to do so in the past, the burden of proof is upon them through subsequent votes and or public statements, not in the heat of a campaign, but prior to running for office or re-election. Thus, as progressives, we know to organize, mobilize, and win elections, we must field candidates who understand the integral nature of these core values and bring the full power of our collective base to win. Isn't that great? What is so bad about being progressive? That's positive. Progressive means right. moving on. To sure. Future. Forward. Progress. Right. right. Yeah. So th- I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I. It's always yeah. baffled me. Like, I can understand you can be conservative, but you can also be a conservative sure. progressive. Yeah. Right? Right. I, well, human rights. That's the thing is that <laughs> are we basically saying that human rights are only a progressive platform issue? That, uh, that I mean, that's be. like what's, what's happening is we're, we're, we're saying like when they when they undercut our access to health care and to making choices about plan- family planning for our lives that's negating our ability as a human, human. Right. right it's exactly. a human rights issue and that suddenly we're divided into progressives and republicans or whatever yeah, and these saying labels when it's just a common human yeah. right sure I, I know i think the same way you know the thing is i and, the, and i think the, the thing is like i hate the, these labels so much it's like to me common sense right and that's what all this is about seriously that's all what this this whole thing everything that we're talking about and what we've been talking about that's what it's all about is just fucking common sense right well and making things better like we have don't don't ask us to change i mean that it's my it's like it's my abortion joke don't make me have a baby. It's right. not a good idea for you, America. I don't. Me being a mom is I'm gonna be so angry all the time because I'm gonna be like, I didn't want this kid. Right. What do you? Why do you want to do that? And the, and the fact and the fact is, you know, 
it's not like women are pushed into having abortions. Right, no one, right. No, right, one, right, 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 no one's right, right, forcing right. you to go into the clinic and you must kill your baby. Yeah. No one, th- nothing has been forced. And studies have shown that the fact of like the more abortion clinics and the more right to choose, the less... Um, uh, there's women that do actually have less abortions, number one, because they have that access to choose. To, but an op- and access to contraception. If right. you're taking away our access to contraception and our access to abortions, what are you doing? You're saying that our girly parts aren't important. And the, not Except that they want to fuck all our girly parts. That's the thing that's so weird is they're also fucking interested in our vaginas. But it, it's, it's, it, it even goes beyond abortion. It's like, well, these women's clinics. We need these sure. women's clinics for to take care of have mammograms. Yeah. Or, I mean, a pap smear. I mean, you don't want, I don't cancer, want cancer in my hoo-ha. Exactly. I mean, it's the thing is these clinics are not just baby killing factories right right it's, it's like not, less than three percent of what of the you. procedures they do thank or something you. Less like that. Than, yes and yet it's and then they cause a big thing but that's the thing why do they want to be it's the same thing i problem i have with conservatives that are interested in anything gay or angry at trans people or whatever why do you care what other people are you don't like, you want small government <laughs> I that's just what don't they understand. Say. That's they want small government, right? I just I don't understand why what people do in the bedroom it's should have business. any access to the right. They don't want to be let them be gay. What's the problem with gay people? Honestly, like they what might, is it? They that might turn your child gay. What and that they you have know. too much fun, or is it they don't like gay people because gay people can't like they're perverts because they can't like they well they can't have babies. Girls, their women have babies all the time. They touch children couples. inappropriately. You know yeah. those old oh, fucking I theories. I can't even. Those it's, old yeah. fucking theories. When when you know who's touching the kid is your creepy uncle. Right. It's is it all just like this look over here campaign? I mean, it's. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, we're gonna do a little drug policy alliance news Yay. real quickly. Uh, this just came out. President Trump says he will declare a national emergency on opioid crisis. Didn't do it officially, but says advocates worry about national emergency declaration given Trump administration's escalation of war on drug policies and rhetoric. President Trump said he's preparing to declare, preparing, and he still hasn't, uh-uh. to declare a national emergency on the opioid crisis. This announcement comes just two days. This was after that um, thing we listened to last week that he favored strong law enforcement and just say no type approach to. To prevention and education. He said on Tuesday, talking to youth and telling them, no good, really bad for you. What? If they, yeah. Did he really say yeah. <laughs> if they don't start, it'll never be a problem. These comments stand in stark contrast to the interim recommendation that President Trump's own bipartisan opioid commission released last month that would prioritize a health-based response to the crisis rather and greater access to medication-assisted treatment and naloxone. Which should be over the counter everywhere. Any place, there should always be naloxone for people to not die of an opiate overdose. An emergency declaration can be used for good, but President Trump has given every indication so far he and his administration want to escalate the failed war on drugs, said Grant Smith, Deputy Director of the National Affairs for the Drug Policy Alliance. Trump's emergency declaration, which hasn't happened yet, by the way, is likely going to amount to very little in the way of greater access to treatment and other help from the federal government. What it could mean, though, is Trump and his attorney general, Jeff Sessions, used the emergency declaration to set up a kind of strong law enforcement response to the opioid crisis that Sessions has been pushing for all along, said Smith. It's funny, when we listened to the thing and they talked about recommendations and they and they didn't... Um, 
He hasn't called an emergency, a national emergency yet, despite 68,000 people dying in 2016, which could fill up the giant stadium uh, here in San Francisco. Just think about all those dead people. That was last year. Accidental opiate overdose. But with the, they said the one thing they were going to do was try to change medical records so that parents could have access to people's medical records to know if they're yeah. uh, to know if they're an addict or not so that's what they that's turned it into from, i know so the stuff from last week and they talk about like the way that they could help would be calling it a national emergency and then a- adding a bunch of money and having more access to naloxone and having helping people through rehab but instead <laughs> they twisted it around and they want to use it so that they can help people know because they're like mothers don't even know their children are opiate addicts and we need to open up those confidential records and so that that they can see i know it helps them take away our right to privacy because having everything open because now they're a drug dealer we're gonna put them in jail they're gonna send ice in they're gonna do all this stuff i mean not ice but i don't uh, even know i'm just throwing words around that's one of the you know Rights of privacy, privacy, I know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, no, if they're a drug addict, we should revoke their rights. So we should further stigmatize people that we're trying to help. It's, It's so backward. It's so backward. You know what's but, funny uh, yeah. is I bet you that's some of his base too. <laughs> well, if, I mean, you got to be high to like Trump, right? Yeah. The Opioid Commission's recommendation contrasts sharply from the Trump administration's overall response to the opiate crisis today. For instance, President uh, 45 made repeal of the Affordable Care Act a top priority, which would threaten health care and access to treatment and mental health services for millions of people living with substance abuses. It's crazy to me. When you do the repeal, repeal and replace, repeal and replace, they're taking away access to treatment. They're taking away women's reproductive health. It's like, what? What? You can't say that you're do- we're going to react to this in a tremendous way. Not by taking the money away you, uh, and putting it where? Lining your own pockets? Making people sicker? Oh, let's Let's give it to the pharmaceutical tax break, in- industry. Tax break, yeah, let's tax give break. tax breaks to the pharmaceutical industry. We're going to spring industry. break for tax breaks. <gasps> Woohoo! Um, so, yeah, Affordable Care Act top priority, which would threaten health care and access to treatment and mental health services for millions of people living with substance abuse disorder. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has repeatedly dismissed the value of treatment mm-hmm. and pursued a hardline agenda that has escalated a new war on drugs. Sessions declared that the opioid crisis is a winnable war <laughs> and urged law enforcement to pursue prosecutions for illegal possession of prescriptions just two days after the Opioid Commission released its interim report that called for a health-based response. Can't stand that Peebler elf motherfucker. Uh, President Trump's well because it, it, it's uh, someone's got it, his own family has to be touched all of a sudden by the opioid crisis, or it's just not even going to affect him. He's not even going to see it as a thing. Because it's not me. Care. My people, I don't. My people aren't dirty drug addicts. You know, it's like it's the stigma that they put on people that have a sickness. President Trump's bipartisan opioid commission makes clear that the crisis demands. A health-based response, said Smith. (laughs) People who are looking for this administration to use a national emergency to ramp up access to treatment and step up a health-based response to the opioid crisis are going to need to be vigilant uh, that this indeed happens and that the emergency declaration doesn't give the Trump administration more license to escalate the drug war, said Smith. Advocates say the Opioid Commission's recommendations reflect a dire need to treat the opioid overdose crisis as a health issue and not as a criminal issue. The Trump administration and Congress should prioritize scaling up access to the overdose reversal drug naloxone and medicated existent 
treatment like methadone and buprenorphine and resist efforts to expand the use of mandatory minimum sentencing and criminalization. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Bupen, yeah, bil- buprenorphine. I love that I know, I know, love that I know yeah. just enough pharmacology to be dangerous. Pills, oh, I love it. You know I love pills. pharmacology. I do. Well, this was fun. So I was watching Nurses Who Kill, which is this new thing that Netflix has brought into my world. <laughs> Thank you, Netflix. And um, who knew how many people have Munchausen syndrome and like to hurt people and then make them well. Wow. So there what? was this one lady and she was giving babies midazolam. Or no, it was a guy, Brian Gein. Uh, he was giving people midazolam to put them into respiratory distress when they weren't sick. So the, the lady's like, midazolam, and I'm like, my ears perk up. I was like, oh, you mean my favorite drug? You mean a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine that's only available in injectable form? Really? No way. I was so excited. Because I'm sitting there watching the show like, I know drugs. <laughs> But I do, I do love um, midazolam, and it's it's not something that you can actually use recreational because it's it's only really in a medical setting that you would use that. So you would have to hurt yourself to get. Well, you have to freak out before you're going into any anesthesia. So it's something that they give to people to just chill them the fuck out. Okay. Because you don't want to go into anesthesia like hyperventilating and being all nervous oh, no, no. because you're, um, you know, going in for it's operation surgery, or what have yeah. you. So the the two places that it's primarily used is a during abortions because it's about five minutes and it's short lived, fast acting, and you feel good. And so it's like, you know, whatever. I mean, if you gave me nitrous and midazolam, you could just like have like. Like surgery fun on me I'd be like whatever take, pull my teeth don't, don't take out my liver out whatever there. you want but um, only for five minutes because you're like yeah but um, midazolam's really great but you can really only use it in a, in a hospital setting so if you ever are going in for anything just freak out and be like and then they'll give you midazolam and you're like oh yeah so it's it's one of those things you can't really like abuse I mean I guess you can you can always abuse Valium but it it's just that if you take it in pill form, it goes through your gut and it takes, it has like smaller amounts. It's like midazolam is like taking a 10 milligram Valium and instead of it going through your system and lasting for four to six hours, it hits you all in five minutes. So you're like, wow! And then it just disappears. Like the half-life of it is very, very short. And then what's the aftermath? Nothing. It's just the half-life is, and that's why this particular nurse was using it, is that it wasn't detectable because the half-life is so short. I see. So if you inject it into a baby, and then it goes into like respiratory distress, and then you save the baby, by the time they do blood work, midazolam's it's gone. gone. It's, gone. it's gone. Damn. No trace. It's the, same, it's the same reason why, since we're still in the drug policy minute, it's the same reason why um, people in the military will use crystal meth and or cocaine on their 52-hour leaves, because it's, it's a 48-hour half-life. So if you take take it on Friday night, it's out by Monday morning when they drug mm-hmm. test you, if they drug test you. And even alcohol can stay longer, but I don't think they care about that there, but that's the yeah. thing is, weed, weed can't do that. Yeah, no, it's That's in there body. for 22 days unless you really flush your system and work out. Like if you drink a lot of water and you run and you like lose five pounds, you can get weed out of your system in I'd say 16 days. But it's really 22 is still cutting it close. And if you want to do it, you should go all 30. And not that it matters in California anymore, but I still think it does when you go for certain drug um, uh, jobs, and jobs, 
my friend, he's going to grad school and he gets drug tested. What? Is, isn't that ridiculous? Wow. The grad school that he's paying for. Well, if it's if there is any if there is any medicine, I'm sure like in yeah. a veterinary program yeah. when they he's have access to drugs. Or, yeah, so he has access to drugs. They have to they have a DEA license if you're eventually when you're out of school. Uh, so they, they. Well, that makes sense then. Right, I know. That's why my ex-husband would get so mad at me when we go to parties, and he'd be like, "Can you not talk about marijuana? You know I have a DEA license." <laughs> he can't smokey smoke. I know, right? Uh, uh, well, he could. He just couldn't talk about it because, you know, if you have a DEA license, et cetera, et cetera. But now in California, it's going to be different. Although we'll see what happens because <laughs> it really is. It really is an insurance issue, and in that, um, let's say that. Let's say you're like me, and I used to work at Ethan Allen. Let's say I, I don't know, fell off a ladder. They would drug test me, and if they found marijuana, they might say, aha, we don't have to, we don't have to deal with your workman's comp because you were high. So that's something I think that... Or termination. Well, I don't know about ter- No termination. I don't know. I mean, well, now that it's going to be legal in the United States, it's like saying... But then it's like, don't be drunk at work. But then if you're high at work, how can you tell, A... And if it stays in your system for 22 days, it's not like they're going to test you. You're going to be like, yeah, fucking there's always weed in my body. Like you could, you could smoke me. You could take a finger and just smoke it like a joint. Uh, well, we'll see how long we we'll be able to smoke in this country. Well, and that's the other thing is that they're going to change the money from prosecuting individual holders of weed. So now that now the legislation issues or the cop issues will be like, instead of hounding people and saying, you have tiny bits of weed and we're going to take her to jail for... Now they're going to move to the growers that aren't doing it legally. And they've really been fucking with up north because they're saying that you can only have grow ops on land that's zoned for it. So people have been having grow ops in counties up there forever and now all of a sudden the government's saying oh "Oh, you can't farm there because that's not zoned for it and they're like we've had a pot farm for 25 years (laughs) and they're like well it's not zoned so sorry so now that's going to be a change that's going to be interesting too I don't think that the the war on drugs is just going to shift in a different direction and the pharma will get fucked as they always are well there we go so there's the yay gnarl and drug Policy Alliance. Uh, sad thing. Sad thing. Oh, I just. Well, got what's the? Is there anything good in the future? Um. No. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, no. Everything's serious. Well, all you, all you, you can do back. is just make fun of it. I can tell you this much: there's going to be some great comedy coming out of this shit. Absolutely. So you just you just came from Chicago. How was that? Chicago was great. So I was there for about a week and a half. Sweet. Um, Spent some time in the northern suburbs. That was weird. Went to a family reunion. That oh. was fun. Took care of my best friend's two twins. Babies are hard. Uh, <laughs> then kicked it. Went into the city. Kicked it with my friends. Went on our architectural tour. Didn't get shot. Uh, yeah. Architectural tour didn't get shot. What uh, is it? You know. The, you know. Did you see the bean? Oh yeah, we actually had a picnic. I at, they show movies at night at the park. Oh. So we saw we uh, had some rosé and a charcuterie board outside oh, and watched nice. The Shining. Oh, one so of my favorite was, movies. Yeah. And you know what's so funny is that That was dope. Um ah. What's his face? Jack Nicholson. Uh, well, Stephen King hates that oh, version of the movie. That. He hates I heard he hated it. it so much. He hates it. 
which I think is funny. I'm like, uh, all right. I, I actually quite I actually quite love it. But I also love the book, and it's fine. And Ooh, I just got something interesting on the, the news. Yeah. It says uh, the DOJ is seeking personal data on people who visit anti-Trump webs- websites. Oh, stop So that stop would be it. us. No way. Really? Yeah. DOJ seeking personal data on people who visit anti-Trump websites. You guys ready for the dictatorship, y'all? Uh, I guess we's in trouble now, boss. <laughs> well, I've been saying for a long time, this is what they, they're starting. They're starting. They're going to continue the war on drugs. They're going to, we're going to promote a war on racism or they're going to promote the race, race war, war. And then they're going to come in with their militia and they're going to uh, be jerk faces about it. Oh yeah. Band camp. That's where Asada Messiah is. Uh, so we are going to play a little music take a little break here for a second uh really exciting stuff coming up here at the station this saturday august 19th is the noise pop block party featuring really great awesome bands and i'm super excited because here at mutiny radio we have five different bands that are going to play all day and we're actually um we're interviewing some of their main stage uh performers we're going to have sugar candy mountain and High Sun are going to be interviewing here, but at noon, we're going to have live out on the street, The Wyatt Act, uh, followed at one o'clock by Another Body Found, at two o'clock, Asada Messiah, at three o'clock, Old Devil Moon, and then from four to five, we're going to be interviewing their main stage performers, uh, Sugar Candy Mountain and High Sun, that's with two N's. And then at 5 o'clock, we've got Pervert Fervor, which we all know and love from Some Call Me Tim here at the station. So it's going to be a really big day. We also have new art coming out by Lower Branch and a bunch of different awesome artists. It's going to be up here for a good long time, six weeks, hopefully. What we're going to do right now is listen to a really fun song that I enjoy very much that's called oh you brought public enemy um, this is a really fun song called 20 motherfuckers uh-huh. I love this song they played this song live and it's so funny when the ABC came this was actually the song that was playing uh, because <laughs> it was 20 motherfuckers 20 Perfect motherfuckers timing. hey so we're gonna listen to a little music and we'll be right back with the Alticast here on mutinyradio.fm I bet it comes up woman first. Nasty. Twenty motherfuckers is in my house. Who are these people? I don't know. Twenty motherfuckers hanging around. How long are they gonna stay? I don't know. Can't pay 
Okay.
there it is, Asada Messiah. They call them the wizards, and they are going to be playing their wizarding uh, face-melting metal here on the street at the Noise Pop block party coming up this Saturday. So they're going to be playing at 2 o'clock. It's going to be a lot of fun, so come on by. We played a bunch of music from a bunch of people. Old Devil Moon's going to be playing at 3 o'clock, a rockabilly band. And then at five, oh boy, we got pervert fervor in the house in the hizzy. Yeah. So, um, Colin Kaepernick, nobody wants to sign him. Some people say it's because he uh, he talks too much. He talks <laughs> too he, much about, uh, about what he cares about. Some people say because uh, he's not a good enough or viable uh Quarterback? quarterback anymore. That's false. That's just what I've, just other signed, people have been okay, saying. You know what was going on in Chicago when Jay Cutler, who had been with the Bears, mm. who's a shitty quarterback, mm. got signed, I believe, to Tampa Bay. Oh. Which tells you how why they still have not signed Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, so it has nothing to do with his gameplay. It has, it has all to, to do, do with he's taken, he's taken, this, this enormous fro. Didn't he take... Uh, he took us to like the playoffs a couple oh, years ago. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jay Cutler has not taken Well, any and it was and it was before now and in fairness they was still when they were the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, now they're the Santa Clara 49ers uh, and we all know uh, yeah. that that's not our I don't represent that's that town. Different that's city, not, man. Different city. different city. But we know why they don't want to sign Colin Kaepernick. I mean, you have people that are bitch beaters who uh, went to jail because of dog uh, dog fighting. My right, kid. right, right, uh, right. You got Ray Lewis. You have people who were like... Here's what they say. They say that they're not. The reason they're not putting it is that mm, they understand American consumers. They know most of us won't bother to look up their left guard's criminal record, but will act outraged if they sign Ray Rice. And they know that Americans love their favorite sport and favorite team so much that they will happily pretend they don't notice a cornerback kneeling during an anthem. But you can't pretend you don't see Kaepernick. So basically they're giving the nod to Marshawn Lynch because he didn't stand either. He took a knee. Uh, And he's playing for the Raiders, for the Las Vegas Raiders. That's another sad thing too. But but when you, you can't miss it, you can't pretend you don't see Kaepernick, especially if he ends up starting at quarterback. His presence spurs questions that make us uncomfortable. The NFL would prefer that you order another beer and check on your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. In other words, shut up, nigger. Right. I believe this about Kaepernick. Everything that has happened since he hit free agency up to and including the hate march and terrorist attack in Charlottesville, Virginia this weekend has only reinforced his desire to take a stand or a seat. If you can agree with him, disagree with him, or partially agree with him, it's your right. But he came by his beliefs honestly, and he believes them wholeheartedly. And if you think he's going to walk back away from them now, you don't understand him at all. The truth is that Kaepernick can be an activist and a football player. He has the time and ability to do both, just as there are dentists who train for marathons, accountants who serve on university boards, entrepreneurs who run for city council, and Pro Bowl players with four girlfriends. You may recall that a few years ago, there was a prominent businessman who publicly doubted the birthplace of the president of the United States when Donald Trump was ripping Barack Obama at every turn. Did anyone question his commitment to the Trump organization? Uh... So that's what they're saying, that why it it matters to the American consumer, because NFL just says, shut up. 
No, because you know what it is? Because the NFL is a bunch of like slave owners and then these are dim boys. Okay, boss. Actually, there's something, um, if you look under um, uh, NFL auction, you should type that up because that happened yesterday and it looked like a slave auction. Oh. I kid you not. Like the NFL has some issues. NFL auction. <laughs> uh, yeah, ESPN criticized for fantasy football auction. Were they like auctioning off? Odell Beckham was speechless after seeing ESPN's tone for deaf fantasy football. ESPN apologizes for tone deaf fantasy football auction of NFL players. Yes. <laughs> that is the NFL. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. mean, number one, the thing is, I, I've never liked the NFL. They set these brothers up to be. This is hilarious. Oh, you're gonna, yeah, you yeah. should. <laughs> what, what it intended as what what it intended as entertaining fantasy football uh, scene, ESPN realized it too late. At times, born uncomfortable resemblance to a slave auction. Yep. <laughs> as part of its 28-hour multi-channel platform fantasy football marathon in an effort to play off the popularity of the game and spur interest in its own fantasy offerings, the sports channel had fantasy competitors bidding Monday for NFL players, both white and of color. Completing the outdoor scene was an auctioneer, which might have seemed like a lark back in the planning stages. Some in the audience still might have seen it as fun or even funny and will complain they don't know what the big deal was. The sketch featured a white auctioneer holding up a popsicle sticks with the faces of players that appeared to be an assemblage of mostly white bidders. For many viewers, it was a bad look, especially coming after a weekend of white supremacist-led violence in Charlottesville, yeah. Virginia. <laughs> the record will show Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and, Bob, and Rob Grakowski were among the players bid on. But it was seeing African-American pictures such as LaVon Bell and Odin Becker, Odell Beckham Jr. auctioned off that was discomforting. Speechless. Beckham, uh, who fetched $34 in the ESPN auction, tweeted in response to a question about it Tuesday afternoon. Wow. Speechless. They finally auctioned wow. off Negroes. I told you this. The NFL have always wanted to do this it's, anyway. I, I, it's almost <laughs> unbelievable that, that it's like um, who was the ad campaign wizard that came up with that one? I found this really great ad the other day online, and I tried to put it on Facebook, and they wouldn't let me. Uh, it's it says it's a it's a, it's for cre creamsicles, like you know that you lick. Yeah. But it's two twins in in orange leotards with their twats toward the camera in a bendy pose and their feet underneath their legs and it says lickable what the hell creamsicles i'll show you on my pad later it's hilarious so i tried to put it on facebook but facebook was like you can't put that around anywhere and i'm like it was there it's the same one the campaign where um it said you're on it said you're on Diet Coke, but you're on Coke is basically what it said in a huge thing. You're on Coke. And I'm like, who are the ad campaign wizards? Right? Lickable. Two, two little young twats facing the camera and it's creamsicles. I mean, are they stupid? But that's the same thing. They had, a, they had an auction of NFL players who are mostly what? Who are mostly 
African American in origin, yeah. Except that Colin Kaepernick can't. I mean, it all comes together. Yeah, like, it comes right. It's, it it comes all comes full, full circle. circle. Yeah. Right. Just imagine. Okay, <laughs> if Colin Kaepernick was getting auctioned off. Oh my God. That's. I mean, that's, that's what, what could have happened. He's a free agent. They're not playing for anybody, so he can't be in fantasy football right now because no one wants him on their team. Because he speaks because, the truth. Because he would not let that happen. No. <laughs> And, that, and that's what that's what I have an issue with the NFL because the NFL feels like well I can I get I pay these people this much so I can treat you however you want coon mm-hmm. now shut up and tap dance and throw a ball well okay so Marshawn Lynch didn't he's a cornerback for the for the uh, the Raiders. the Las Vegas Raiders Ugh, uh, Oakland Las Vegas whatever and uh, he chose not to stand. And it wasn't a big deal, which they yeah. made reference to in that quick Sports Illustrated uh, article. And it's funny that there's, again, there's a double standard happening that, you know, Kaepernick is, because he's a quarterback and a black quarterback, like, because Tom Brady can say and do whatever the fuck he wants. Fuck and Tom nobody, you know, that's the fuck same thing. Him. But then we still were like, oh, a black quarterback, he's breaking barriers or there's something special. You know what I mean? Like that we still have this idea in our heads that, no, he. No, I think that it's 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 the the white supremacy of the mm. fact of like, shut up, coon. We're paying you this. Mm. Throw a ball. We don't care about your rights. I pay you to tap dance. So do it. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what the NFL to me. That's what a lot of these sports, you know, you know, the NBA, the NFL. The NFL has no black owners. You know, it is a very racist, white, straight male industry. And the thing is, unfortunately, it's it, most of the, the players are African American, and then they're the ones that had the tamp dance. They're on the plantation. Th- this is a thing I found on the. Uh, it's Marshawn Lynch to stand or not to stand. It was early on a Sunday. I opened up my laptop, and what was the first thing I see? Marshawn Lynch, the Oakland Raiders, Raiders refused to stand for the national anthem during a glorified scrimmage. I did my best not to hit the comment button, but curiosity got the best of me. There in front of me on the screen were complete strangers tossing heated opinions around like deflated footballs. Another (laughs) deflate cage. On the drive to work, I thought about the man, Marshawn Lynch, not the football player, and I asked myself many questions as to why he would do this, with the whole Colin Kaepernick situation still extremely ripe, thanks to media and the social and the professional kind. And I'm sure that half the audience has never heard of Muhammad Abul Roth, known previously as Chris Jackson. Abdul Roth played for the Denver Nuggets for six seasons, and at the end of the 1993 season was the NBA's most improved player. He led the Nuggets in scoring and the entire uh, league in free throw percentage. What, and then he, what, he didn't stand? It doesn't go on, which is a bummer because I'm actually kind of interested to see oh, that, was, that it the got cut off? yeah it got cut off because it's like Damn off a, it's off like a weird Reddit thing or something. Damn um, you, man. But I, I, I I'm glad he's I'm glad he's taking a knee. Yeah. I mean, just I think he's doing it too because if Colin Kaepernick doesn't get signed, at least someone he's he's with solidarity with Kaepernick. And, and he's a nice guy. Listen, Olkin Raiders. Running back Marshawn Lynch is about giving back to the community, and this Sunday, he will be uh, at it once again, giving the Bay Area kids going back to school a chance to get a free haircut, uh, as well as backpacks and other school supplies. This is the first uh, families, Family First Family Foundation backpack giveaway at Oakland Tech, 4351 Broadway in Oakland, August 20th, 2017, from 12 to 5 p.m., 
This is this Sunday. Back to the books. Free haircuts for boys and hairstyles for girls. Must come with hair washed. Backpacks, supplies, free books. First come, first serve. Marshawn Lynch. That's coming up this... What a nice guy. Uh, The former Cal Bear is entering his first season with the Raiders. He previously played six seasons with the Seattle Seahawks and four with the Buffalo Bills. Lynch made it clear when he joined the Raiders that the only reason why he decided to come out of retirement was to give the fans of Oakland something to remember before the team relocates to Las Vegas in 2020. He's certainly been giving a lot back to his hometown and is only continuing to do so. So, hey kids, go get a free... um, Haircut and some school supplies. Yeah, that's that's so nice for five hours. See, that's positive. That's super positive. But I'm sure the NFL wants to shut his black ass up, too. Right. <laughs> but he's giving back to the kids. I mean, isn't that nice that they're going to back to school and maybe you can't afford yeah. that? You get a new backpack, get a nice book, get, get a cool humanity. haircut. That's great. There's a little bit left. I love it. Nice oh, I know. So Speaking of, fun. this is our last story of the day. Not, not humanity. Farm bro <laughs> Martin Scarelli arrested for fraud. Uh, this was from 2015 that this guy was arrested uh, for using charges, used funds from one of his companies to pay off investors of a failing fund. And he jacked, it, it says, in 2011, while still operating MSMB Capital Management, Shreki started Retrofin, a bio biopharmaceutical company that snatched up old neglected drugs and jacked up their prices. Raised the price of Theola, a kidney stone medication from $1.50 a pill to $30 each. Um, The pending lawsuit claims he used the company as a personal piggy bank, paying off MSMB investors who were upset they were losing money on their investment. The suit alleges, among other things, that he hired investors as a sham uh, as consultants for Retrofim. Okay, so he did this years ago, and now what? it's actually come into fruition. So what happened was, let's see. So he got sentenced uh, last week. Uh, I have some news on that right now. He raised the price of life-saving drugs from thirteen fifty to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Terrible. And spent two million dollars to buy the only copy of a Wu Tang Clan album. Yes. So this is what. So conv- it's like the least woke thing I've ever heard. So this is from M- or CNBC. Mm-hmm. Convicted fraudster Martin Shkreli said, "I don't think I'm going to jail." Which, by the way, last week he was found guilty. Um, he said, I, I don't think I'm going to jail, and suggested just being a flamboyant, personable figure landed him prosecutors um, or what have you. I'm feeling great, doing great. On August the 4th, he was guilty on three of the eight federal criminal charges he faced. Basically, he's a douchebag that raised all these lives. Here, here's how douchey kills. he is. This is very funny. Uh, he said he would let Taylor Swift listen to his Wu-Tang album in exchange for a sexual favor and has oh. aspirations to take over the hip-hop world. He didn't stop there. Here's a quote. Oh my God. That's my... I'm going to do like a voice of a super bro, man. That's my real life. I fucking travel around Las Vegas with two million or three million in cash like Floyd Merriweather. What? It's real. Whether you think I'm herb or whatever, fine. But I'm the dude. I'm the guy. I'm not made up. Take that for what it's worth. If you think that's not going to do anything, 80 guys have tried to turn DMX's career around. It's never going to happen. But I love that dude. 
<laughs> this basically, this guy's like, I've traveled with two or three million dollars in cocaine, and I'm so full of myself. I think I'm the smartest man alive. Like this dude, he's this like guy. fucking. And then our this last guy. year, I remember he tried to pick a fight with Wu Tang Clan members, mm. which is Mm-mm. like this. This story is crazy. That's I've been paying attention to it since 2015. So I was really happy when I found out he was guilty. I learned a lot about using leverage, the so, perils of leverage. So the funny thing about it is like when when the trial before the trial they're looking for jurors and a lot of these jurors they could not find anyone to sit on the jury because they hated this man oh. so some of the people who knew did not know of him this one this quote says one of the jurors um they were interviewing he looks like a dick <laughs> <laughs> that's very one, funny because one said that he he makes me want to wring his neck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a there's a smirk thing too. It says um, farm bro Martin Shkreli's uh, smirk irks congressman. And uh, uh, let's uh, we can listen to this. I I mean because he's had but he even pissed off the congressman. This guy this guy's not making any friends. He looks like a. <laughs> He looks like a dick. Yeah, well, and, and he sounds like a dick, too. It's the real deal. I travel around with two million, three million in cash. Like, I'm the dude. Oh, I'm the fucking dude. Wait a minute. There's one more. What are the jurors um, he, that was being dismissed? He said, and respectfully, declined to answer your question. You can look away if you like, but I wish you could see the faces of people, no matter what Ms. Redslaff says who cannot get the drugs that they need. I truly believe, are you listening? Yes. Thank you. No, I don't ask, Mrs. Relly. I beg that you reflect on it. There's so many people that could use your help. May God bless you. Thank you. Is it pronounced Shkreli? Yes, sir. See there, you can answer some questions. That one didn't incriminate you. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure you understand you are welcome to answer questions and not all of your answers are going to subject you to incrimination. Do you understand that, don't you? <laughs> I intend to follow the advice of my counsel, not yours. Oh, and then he's smiling. He's smi- it is he looks like just such a little what? One of the uh, what a little what? One of the jurors, upon being dismissed, one of the reasons why he uh, couldn't be on the jurors, he said because he disrespected the Wu Tang Clan, man. He disrespected the Wu Tang Clan, man. Yeah, that guy's. So he yeah. he's going to the booty house. So that's some positive news. Yeah, good. That's that's positive. Good, great, good. <laughs> That li- I mean, what? you know things. what? We, we just watched a little video of him looking just like a little prick, like a know-it-all little fuckface. And the just funny thing is that uh, he might, maybe, maybe he's autistic or something. Maybe that's why he couldn't make any eye contact that, with the... That fool 
is not people, artis- nah, autistic. I, I know, I'm He's making a, a joke. Fucking... He, but he, I mean, maybe there's something wrong with him because he was being such a smug I know little fuckface. He's suffering from super dickism. Oh, you know, when, when you have when you have two or three million dollars around in your pocket in cash, you're better than everybody else. Oh, what? You're not a real person. Oh, um, what? What? You stole money from people, and that makes you better than people. No, the thing is, you. There, these are life-saving drugs. These are life-saving drugs that he jacked up. Yes. People dip- will die, mm-hmm. but the positive out of it, it came full circle. Now they're saying he's supposed to be getting 20 years. Hopefully, I hope he does. I hope. He, I hope his ass. Ooh, I hope they get his ass. But he's gonna go to the the nice boys club. Yeah. But you know that was some. That was one thing that made me feel happy. <laughs> Finally. At least get somebody to go to jail and take responsibility for hurting yeah, people. Yeah, for hurting people. people. Yeah, I know. But the only ones who go to jail are like poor Martha. Sorry, I love Martha Stewart. I don't think she ever should have gone to jail. No. But, <sighs> but, you know. Yeah, good times. That's good times. Yeah, good times. Uh, we did it. We did an cast again. We did it. Yay. Yay we did it. Sad. <laughs> Sad. I know. It's um, The World's Going to Hell in a Handbasket, which reminds me, there's a great new show that I made up called Hell in a Handbasket. That's um, going to be actually the first Friday of every month on Pamtastics. It's like Hell Hat, except it's also like Chopped. So there's four comedians, and they each open up a basket of premises, and it'll have like an eggplant and a and a baby doll and your mom and you know like and (laughs) and an iphone or something and so then they all have to do four minutes but they can't listen to each other's sets and then the audience cuts one and now then three people each open a basket that has five items in it and they all do five minutes and at the end there's two people and they have a basket and they have 10 items and they each do 10 minutes plus and then the audience decides on a winner that sounds like fun. It's going to be a fun show. I'm excited about that concept. Uh, and then there's Hell Hat. That's this Friday, at 8 o'clock on Pamtastics. Fun lineup. We have um, Clay Newman, one of my favorite headliners, is going to be headlining. It's going to be interesting because we have Warhol Kaufman in the mix. And boys, dear God, he's going to, he's always does fun things. David Stolowitz of Occult Oubliette. He's going to be on the bill with us. Also, Sereni. Uh, I, I can never pronounce her last name and I've tried I keep asking her and she keeps doing it and I'm like I have no idea You're uh, Cedric Drake another funny guy and Rachel Raffel is also going to be on the show as well as Casey Scannell what a great guy Casey Scannell is part of that True Hustle team over there at Brainwash doing their thing so come on out this Friday to Pam Jackson's Comedy Clubhouse it's the Hell Hat Improv Comedy Show and boy, is it always a good time. It really is. And come this Saturday. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, this Saturday to Noise Pop Block Party. We've got five bands all day. We have new art on the walls. At 8 o'clock, we are doing a co-fundraiser with Comedy Day, raising money for both Mutiny Radio and Comedy Day. Because we get to be part of Comedy Day, September 17th. That's free in Sharon Meadows. But putting on those awesome free events aren't isn't free. So that's why we're going to help them raise money. Also, it's the best day if you're a comedian in San Francisco. Comedy Day is the best because you can go into the backstage area and get free sandwiches and beer Um, getting into the VIP section it's like the best day to be a comedian in San Francisco because you just like uh, hang out with everybody 
and get to eat yes, sandwiches. Yeah, yes, you're stop for a day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I had the opportunity to meet Margaret Cho a couple years ago, and um, there's a picture of me online. It's embarrassing. I'm crying. Of course I am. <laughs> I'm like, Margaret, you've influenced my life so much. <laughs> your story about shitting your pants in the LA traffic changed my life. <laughs> it did. It's true. Uh, you, you have any upcoming shows? Not yet. Go visit you at the Milk Liquor Bar? Yeah, come to McKellar Bar. McKellar Bar. Drunk. It looks um, like milk liquor. It, it kind of does. It does. Right? It makes me think of um, my lactation jokes. But um, um, I'll probably do some open mic this on Friday. <laughs> I've got some new material. I got some hate in my heart. Mm, hate in her heart. A couple weeks ago, I really enjoyed your set about um, <laughs> this week in in fucked up I'm Black out, History Month or whatever it was. You're like <laughs> brothers be fucking up History Month. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, our friends July Usher. Was, oh, yeah, July. Oh, was, I know. Yeah, that was. Our friend cool. Cosby. It was like that one week where it, it was, was like a week of hot black mess. Yeah, hot black but mess. But now, but this week, ooh, mm. we got hot white mess. Hot, hot white hot mess. white mess. Yeah. So I'm working on some shit on that. I'll practice with you guys. Yeah, it'll be great. Well, thanks again for joining us here on the AltaCast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends. And uh, give us money at Mutiny Radio. Just press that donate button right there. Right after you download this amazing podcast for free. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week. Please don't don't cry too much. Okay, everybody, don't cry. Unity. Forty-four different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad to elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Jackie's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. Alright folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday. Every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on mutinyradio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike 
This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017.